This is an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Ask Brothers Rant. Download all our content on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Enjoy. And we're live, man. We're live and in typical Ask Bros fashion. Nothing goes to plan. For whatever reason, my earbuds are messing up. The Wi-Fi is not great. I'm all over the place. Daniel Potts is with me. Ask Bros Extreme. We have come back. Daniel, how you doing, bro? Oh, money. I'm good, man. I'm good. I've had a busy day, man. Busy, busy day, busy evening. But I wanted to make time for this this evening because uh, we've got a lot to talk about, Manny. And you know what? I know you're on on Friday. We only had 15, 20 minutes of your time. But I've missed it, man. I've missed it. I feel like a lot's gone on before or since, should I say, we've last spoke properly. So I'm looking forward to this one, man. So am I. So am I. I don't even know where to begin. Well, you know what we're not going to do, Pods? This is what we're not going to do. We're not going to discuss yesterday's game, right? Because everybody's going to talk about it. Everybody's going to give their opinions. Everybody's going to give their breakdowns. We lost. We move on. All right? We move on. At the end of the day, this team is still learning. And one thing that we've learned, and one thing that we should know, Pods, there are some players that can't be trusted. Mm. They will never be trusted. It doesn't matter how many good games they have. At some point, they will let us down. So if there's one thing that we need to fix in the summer is to get rid of the players that are going to continuously let us down. I hope you agree with that, bro. Oh, man, you don't have to even ask that question. That's something me and you have been consistent about from day one. I don't care whether they're playing well currently. I don't care whether they've gone on a good form. I don't care whether we're not going to get any money from If they are not part of the future of this football club, then please get the hell out. And I don't even want to mention some of the stuff that happened last night either. So I am more than happy to talk about Arsenal in general terms, bro. That's exactly what we're going to do, man. And we're going to start the only place where we can start, the transfer window. Now, I've been going back and forth with Max Ware for for a couple of days. He's been getting on my nerves. And I know at some point he's going to watch this and I'm going to slap him virtually in a bit. But Potts, transfer window closed. Uh, in comments. What did you think of it, bro? I think the last couple of windows have been the only windows in the, the history of the Emirates where we've had a fucking transfer plan. I can see what we are trying to do. Um, whether or not we've got all of the incomes um, is obviously something which people are getting frustrated about. I think they wanted to see signings coming in the door unrealistically because I never believed that we were getting to get anything other than a couple of loan deals. Um in terms of outgoings, 11 out of 10, if I was to rate it, 11 out of 10. We have got rid of some donkeys, but we've got rid of what has been poison, what has been weak mental strength of some of these players that we have been talking about for seasons. We're not talking about these players over one year. You know, We've been talking about these players for some in seven years, some in four years, and some in three years that have just not been good enough ever to wear the shirt. And when they have been wearing the shirt, they've been wearing it in the most ridiculous fashion because they've been on four times the amount of money than they ever should have been given thanks to a previous regime. So when you sit there and say that players are not good enough for Arsenal and you say good riddance, that is not being um, a bad Arsenal fan. Some Arsenal fans believe it's okay 
to suck up to every single Arsenal player that has ever put on a shirt. And I just don't do that because I believe that I should be able to have my opinion on whether I think a player is good or not. And these three players that we've got rid of in these outgoings of this transfer window, they suck and they will continue to suck wherever they go. I don't care what they do. Good luck with the rest of your career. It is away from my football club. I'm not going to watch you ever again. I'm not going to care about what happens to your career. I just want Arsenal to be going in the right direction. And as far as I'm concerned, Manny, we saw three players leave the club that did not uh, have a place in here. Actually, four, because Socrates as well. Socrates I have a lot of time for, just for the pure fact that he kept himself to himself. Was never a horrible player for Arsenal. The other three, I was not a fan on. So... I personally feel like it is going to be a really good transfer window just because of the outgoings. Incomings, yeah, not not a shock to me at all, but really good uh, outgoings, mate. So, yeah, overall, man, I can't say I'm disappointed with you. What's Max been saying then? I don't even know. He's disappointed about what? You know, you know what? You know what? And I've got the perfect comment to kind of go into that, right? So, Ryan, thank you for this comment here, right? So... Max has no foresight, and I'll tell you why. So I gave this transfer window a 10 out of 10. I gave it a 10 out of 10 because I noticed there's a pattern emerging at Arsenal Football Club, and that is, why is it that novices are fixing the problems that seasoned professionals cannot fix? Why is it that Saka and Smithrow and Martinelli were showing up you know, seasoned pros like William and like Pepe. Why is it that Edu and, and Arteta and whoever else was involved in the transfer window, why is it they were able to move on to Mr. How long were we trying to sell that guy for? For a fee and nobody wanted him, right? So yes, we took a loss financially, of course, but this is a case of novices versus professionals. This is why I gave it a 10 out of 10, because the professionals have been ripping into them for so long, for so, so long, because they are incompetent. And here come the novices, all right? They have no idea what they're doing, and yet somehow they've managed to get Ozil out the door. They've managed to get Mustafi out the door, collapsed that back at Schalke. Yeah, Socrates, gone back to Greece. This is why it's a 10 out of 10, because these players were deemed unsellable. We couldn't move them on. So what do you think of my theory, but Am I so far off? It's novices versus professionals. So you, let, you let me know where I'm going off track here. No, man, man, you're spot on, brother. And the reason I say you're spot on is not just talking about novices on the pitch. We're talking about novices in Arteta and Edu that have done a better job in, what, two transfer windows than what Gazidis and Wenger did in the last four or five or maybe even six or seven. So we're talking about novices here and I'm happy with novices because I'm seeing young, vibrant players on the pitch and I'm also seeing play, uh, people upstairs with a plan. Now, I've not been fully convinced by Mikel Arteta and I'm still not fully convinced by Edu, but they're answering questions to me now. I was asking them and I wasn't getting any answers. The last three games, I've seen a style. I've seen us playing out from the back. I've seen us passing in triangles. I've seen a high press. This is something that I am now looking forward to seeing. This is a question that's answered. It's not been answered quick enough and I've still got my question marks, trust me. But I'm starting to see something. I'm also starting to see a transfer plan. I'm also starting to see good recruitment. Apart from Willian, pretty much every signing in the last two or three windows has been brilliant. 
going right back from Kieran Tierney all the way forward to Thomas Partey and even the Martin Erdegaard, who we can't say is going to be a good signing so far. I'm okay with it because he's got talent. Stan the man, I'm glad you put that comment up, Manny. I am so I'm, glad you I'm, brought this up. I left this comment up for a reason. I left this comment up because I'm noticing something that's going on within the fan base that I find so irritated in this. That is, if you have an opinion, your opinion is not respected, it is dismissed. If you watched your Friday show, you know what I'm talking about. But you've been in the midst of this. Max as well, you know, whenever you have an opinion about Teta, about anybody, somebody is just ready to shut you down. They don't want to hear your opinion, they're willing to shut you down and they don't want to accept, you know, the theory that you have. Pot. Talk to me, bro. Man, I, I've had it. I've had it on social media for the last probably well, most of the season, brother. From honest with you, and I'm a lot of time for Stan the man, and it's a great comment because the minute you critique an individual player, you're known as a bad fan. Why is that? Why should we not be allowed our opinion? It goes back to the whole Granite Chaka situation, walking off at Palace. Oh, it's the fans' fault for booing him. We should be able to boo players if we're not happy. Like just like we we should be able to put to take our dinner back if we don't like it in a restaurant. We are paying to see something, and if we're not happy, I'm going to tell you I'm not happy about it. Now I don't boo players on the pitch. That's not something I would do. But what I'm saying is, I understand why people would show that they're not happy with what they're seeing on the pitch. And if I'm not happy with a player, and I think they're playing terribly. I was saying to you on social media or on a podcast or in a debate that I am not happy with that player. And that's why I've received enough abuse over the Mesut Ozil situation for the last six years, saying that I don't really get what he's doing. I don't see this season about saying I'm still not convinced by Arteta. The amount of abuse I've received over the last coming weeks because Roman Abramovich gets rid of a manager who sucks because he's got ambition to win. Our manager's happy with like 12th place in the league. Then I get a load of abuse for it because they think I'm trying to compare Arteta to Lampard. No, I'm not. I'm trying to compare Roman Abramovich to Stan Kroenke there's not really any kind of fan that abuses you that ever wants to hear why you think that opinion is they don't give you the chance to back your opinion up some of them and there is a, a certain element of this fan base that I hope are happy that we're in 12th because that's where we're going to be when the, the games in hand are played and they win them I hope they are because that's what they wanted but I'm so sorry for interrupting you oh, go on, man. I'm so sorry for interrupting you so you've made a point that I want to get onto. And this is something that another, you know, little rumbling within the fan base that I've noticed. Genuine Arsenal fans versus fans of Arsenal players. See, I know <laughs> yeah. that fans of Arsenal players are the worst fucking entities to ever happen to this fan base. They're the worst. They don't support the club. They support players. Am I so far off with this one? Because no, I'm, man, seeing it, I'm seeing it. It bothers me that there are fans out there that were happy to see what was happening to the club in the media simply because of what was happening to their favourite player. I hope to God the fans of those players have gone with them. I said, so it, I said it briefly at the same moment because these are not Arsenal fans. These are not Arsenal fans. They are the ones who... Ah, here's an example. I'm going to bring up the, what happened on Friday. I'm going to bring that up. Calling those four players garbage. <laughs> Calling them garbage. That's the way I saw them. Because they didn't represent Arsenal Football Club the way I want a player to represent Arsenal Football Club. Garbage. 
how can that be disrespectful? The person acted as if I was talking about Arsenal greats. Pop, come back to me, though. Man, it, it, listen, I know exactly what you're talking about because on Friday night, obviously, you was with me and you said that those players were garbage and you were glad they were gone. And somebody said, how can you call players garbage that played for the club? That's not what fans do. Listen, I personally feel like the players that left this club were garbage. Now, if you don't agree with that, that's absolutely fine. You can have your opinion and you can back it up to, to me to say why Mustafi deserved to be playing at Arsenal and why Mesut Ozil should have stayed. That's absolutely fine. But don't come back at fans that think they're garbage and start calling them disgraceful fans because that's their opinion. We are allowed to have our opinion, man. We are allowed to have it. And that's why we're on debates. That's why we're on podcasts. And that's why we're on social media because we talk about the club that we love. Whether or not you agree or disagree doesn't mean one or the other is wrong. If that's your opinion about something, then you have your say. Now, I look at the situation like this. We have got a certain part of this fan base that are the most deluded of all delusions. Okay, And the reason I say that is because every fan base has a section which is toxic. But with Arsenal, we are the worst and we cannot unite on anything that we want. Right. We all want Cronky out, apparently, but you wouldn't know it because no one can come together. And we've said this for years. We've said this for months and months. But what makes it even worse at the moment is we have players that have been so bad that have put us into fifth, sixth, eighth and now even lower at the moment if you look at the league. And people still want to stick up for them and say that we're terrible. They're, they're happy that Granite Xhaka is still in their centre midfield. They must be, because the minute somebody criticises them, straight they jump down their throat. They're happy that Mustafi and Kalasanak have been a part of this club for the last four seasons. They were crying out for these players to be good. They're not so bad. They've just not been coached properly. Well, I hope you're happy the way we are, because you asked for this. You asked for this. The people that love Stan Kroenke because he gives us loads of money and we waste it on players, I hope you're happy because this is what we are at the moment. We are a Leeds, a Palace, a West Ham. Uh, 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 who else would be down there with? Blimey, Southampton. That's where we are at the moment and we are the Arsenal, right? We are Arsenal Football Club and we are currently in this situation because of the mess that everybody has been sticking up for over the last five years. And that, that kind of... Part of that fan base drives me insane because why should we be abused for wanting to win? Why should we be want, be wanting ambition to try and win football matches and win trophies at the very top and be in Champions Leagues? Why is it okay to sit back and just give people the the, the benefit of oh he can't slag this player off because he plays for the Arsenal? I'm sorry, but I cannot get down with that, bro. Bollocks. I cannot. It's it's, it's bollocks. It's absolute bollocks, right? Because you would criticise, you know, somebody who's done something wrong in the media or go a celebrity you would criticise the donkeys that you put in Parliament. Nobody says anything about that, but I don't understand what it is. I don't understand where this mentality has come from. But we're going to move on, but we're going to move on from, from the negativity and we're going to move on from the delusion that is, you know, some section of the Arsenal fan base. Because to be honest with you, I'm sick of them. I'm sick of him, so I'm not going to give him any more airtime. Let's discuss our season, bro. Right? And I'm not talking about yesterday's game. I'm talking about our season as a whole. Now, you mentioned something interesting to me. You said in the last three games, you've noticed a style of play. Talk to me, bro. Bring it back. Bring it back, bro. Let's break this down. 
I think everybody is aware, or they should be aware by now, if anyone listens to podcasts that I'm on or if anyone follows me on social media, that I've not been convinced at all by Mikel Arteta. I've not seen a style. I've seen team selections that baffle me. I've seen substitutions that baffle me. I've seen situations with his man management that I question. I've seen him come out and call players out for getting sent off. But then when a player does something exactly the same a week later, it's okay on the TV to do it. I've questioned some of the individual man management with players like Maitland-Niles, William Saliba, um, Pepe I've mentioned. I have been so confused is the word and I've not seen where we're moving forward with this up until the last three games. And the last three games have interested me because I've seen a style and that style has been infused by the likes of vibrant young players like Saka and Smith-Rowe. But what that's done is that has had a knock-on effect positively for a player that I gave a lot of stick for early on in the season in Lacazette. Lacazette is starting to do what Lacazette does best, and that's hold up the ball and bring others into play. He has managed to, in the last three games, get something out of Pepe. He looks a bright spark now. He's also managed to not just allow Saka and Smith-Rowe to embed into this side, but he's brought Granit Xhaka into the mix with Party and allowed him to look okay. I don't like the guy, <laughs> but he's been okay the last few games. And it's because we've got somebody next to him who is so head and shoulders above everybody on that pitch. It is unbelievable how we have managed to get hold of this guy. Thomas Partey is going to be brilliant for Arsenal. He just is. What we've also seen is why people were questioning Cedric as a signing. Now, actually, he's come into the mix and he's been really good. He's played in a couple of positions and the last few games, it's taken him a while, so be it but he's been okay. Rob Holden has got a lot of plaudits, some unnecessarily so in my opinion. I don't think he's been hey, the Toby Adams hey, that people are talking about. Hey, Potts. But no, he has no, been good. no, no, no. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm not going to let you do that for a simple fact that Rob Holden has been our best defender this season. All right? And if I may be so bold, all right, at the moment, quietly, quietly, he is having a better season than a lot of centre-backs in the Premier League. I'm not saying he's the best, but at the moment, you would struggle to find a defender better than Rob Bolden at the minute. We're not talking mm. about our defensive record enough. See, notice that when we were shipping in goals left, right and centre, the media and pundits had a lot of things to say. But before yesterday, our defensive record, what, five clean sheets in six games? Rob Bolden's a part of that. Gets his head on absolutely everything. There's something that me and Max picked up on at Southampton last season, the back end of, of last season. Gets his head on to everything. We have got to give him his dues because that's what we should be doing as Arsenal fans. Right? We should be bigging up our players when they're playing well. And he is. So I'm going to shut you down on that one, brother. I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you do that to Rob Holder, man. Give the man credit where he's due. Yeah, and to be fair, I was giving him credit. I was, I was saying that he's he's got given plaudits and some of them I've never agreed with. I thought against Aston Villa when he started breakdancing in front of Jack Grealish, it was nothing short of embarrassing. But um, over the course of the season, he's 100% improved under Arteta. And if you think back to when he played next to, I think it was Socrates under Runa Emery, when we went 22 games unbeaten, he was again our best centre-half without a doubt. I thought he was better than Socrates that season. Uh, then he got his horrendous injury and it's taken him time to get back. And deservedly so, he's playing every game. 
So when I start to look at these last three games and I see those individuals that are improving and I look at an Aubameyang that's still not fit, a Gabriel Martinelli that's still not fit, a Thomas Partey that still isn't 100% fit, but it's still class, Kieran Tierney to come back, Gabriel and Pablo Marie to come back. I'm starting to look at this situation now and think maybe there is more positives than we have given ourselves credit for. Martin Erdegaard is going to come into the mix and see what he's got about him to competition for Smith Rowe. And we can start to look at this team now and see where Arteta is going with it. Now, it's taken too long for me. It's ridiculous decisions early on in the season, playing Willian every single game and forcing players like Bellerin and Lacazette and Chaka to just play, even though they were dreadful. But... It looks now that he has an understanding of what style he wants and what he can get out of this team. And I think we've seen a transfer plan over the last few windows that gives me some positivity around the recruitment and who he's got rid of and who is not in his plans. So I've been very harsh on him because he's frustrated the hell out of me. I wanted to see something different back in October, Manny, when we got thumped against Villa and he showed Bro, me nothing it was different. Too against... early. It, well, I believe it was too early. It was too early for the players who have made the difference now. Now, should I be crazy to say maybe this was, let's say this was part of the plan, right? Let's say it was part of the plan to give these young players enough time to get themselves together, get themselves in the rhythm and, and what Arteta expects of them. Let's say it was part of the plan. Then what? Then what? We have to give him plaudits. We have to give him credit where it's due. But it's okay to criticize Mikel Arteta for the things that he's done. Hell, he's still doing things that irritate the hell out of me. Mm. You know, I'm not fully convinced. But I will give him credit where credit is due because, listen, look at Liverpool, right, when Klopp first came. It took a while. It took ages for them to get their shit together. It's going to take a while for us to get our shit together. But the fact that we're seeing a pattern of play that makes sense, we battered. I said I wouldn't bring up the game yesterday, but I have to. That first half, before yeah. the calamity that was, was our best first half of the season. 100%. We, we suffocated Wolves and we should have punished them. Partey was running the show. The donkey next to him was doing his dues, right? Look at him looking like a ball beater at the minute. Yeah? Yep. Oh, yep. He's having, he is having transfer window performances at the minute. I hope somebody's watching. I hope somebody's <laughs> watching. Now, nah, for real. I hope somebody's watching. But yeah, Pepe, been chinned. And he's waking himself up. Lacazette waking himself up. There are so many more players to wake themselves up. I mean, you mentioned them. Gabriel, Bameyang, those guys. But should we give Arteta more credit for what is happening with the team at the minute? Yesterday's result aside. I... I'm only looking at the last three games. And the reason I'm only looking at the last three games, and I know that our run's been longer than that, um, is because I saw in the run that we've had a terrible half against Crystal Palace, terrible game against Crystal Palace, a game against Newcastle that again in the first half looked dreadful. And because Newcastle was so poor, we managed to turn it on in the second half. And that was the turn for me. I thought, oh, okay. I enjoyed that second half. Bamiang's picked up. And from there, it got better and better. The Brighton game for me, it was dead. They played their kids and we won 1-0. Great. West Brom, they were awful. So bad. But that was the game that I started to look at and think, if we can play like that consistently, then I'll be I'll be happy. We couldn't do it. We then turned up against Palace and were dreadful. The game, the goals that we scored against West Brom, albeit terrible opposition, excited me. The Smith, the Smith Rowe and Saka situation, they turned it on then. Um, but the one that you go back before then was obviously the Chelsea game. And that was when I, I looked at it and thought, yes, Lampard sucks and he's gone now, but we played really well that night. 
So there's been glimpses of it over the last few weeks, Manny. I do not forgive him for dumping us out the FA Cup. I don't agree that the league was more important. I just don't. I look at the league table now and think, how did that work out for you, Mikel? Clearly not very well. Uh, so we're out of a competition that I loved and I thought we could have done well in. For me, mate, looking forward, it's all about the Europa League. Um, does Mikel deserve more credit? I think he deserves credit. There's certainly mistakes he's making. And even last night's mistakes. I don't understand the substitutions. I don't know about you, bruv. I didn't understand taking Lacazette off. I didn't understand bringing off Pepe. Man. It was really strange for me. Really strange. <clears throat> I, I, I haven't got time to pick, to, to pick holes at that because I look at if, if that had been Lampard, right? Changing Chelsea's season. Look at the plaudits he would have gotten in the media and, and you know, by his fan base. So we need to do more to big up our players and, and our coaching staff and whoever it is when they're actually doing a good job. Now, would you say that um, our style of play now, we've seen that in the Europa League before we saw that in the Premier League teams. So don't you think that it's, it's just being transferred? The Europa League style of football is being transferred to the Premier League style of football now. Yeah, I think it's a great point, mate. I think it's a great point. And um, <clears throat> this is something that I have always looked at and think, why are we playing like this in one competition and not like it in the other? And my answer to that question was the, the opposition was just terrible. But looking back at it now, I'm starting to see glimpses of what I saw a few weeks ago in the Europa League with Pepe just running the show. And he's now doing that against Southampton and, of, and also against Manchester United and now uh, Wolves last night. So, yes, that is a spot on thing to say. I think that the style of play is definitely there. And people have said that he hasn't got the players to play a style. But the reason I've been disagreeing with that is because Marco Biosa, Sam Allardyce, um, what's his name at Wolves, they haven't got their players that they want in their 11, but they've got a style with those players. So I've always asked the question, please play a style with the players that you've got that you're selecting in front of you because I want to see where we're moving forward. And I have now seen that in the last three games because we're playing some beautiful triangles. We're looking at movement. We're looking at trying to play out from the back, which is something that Unai Emery always wanted to do that I actually quite liked. I think the high press is something that's definitely changed in the last three games. We're looking like every player is on someone. There's an understanding of where we're going. And that excites me, Manny. There is still some donkeys at this club. Please don't think I'm not saying there isn't because trust me, there is. There's four or five that need to get out the door still. We need upgrading. But I can sort of see where we're going now. And that excites me because I was a bit clueless with it, bro. And I was getting negative and pessimistic and people were getting pissed off at me because I just was not getting the answers that I wanted. Um, and maybe it was too early for me back in October, November. But Maybe it was, maybe it was too early for a lot of people. Right? Maybe it was. So... We're talking about, you know, the shift, you know, of our playing style and you're finally seeing something. You're finally seeing a pattern. But what about the change in mentality, bro? Mm -hmm. What about the change yeah. in mentality? In the, I saw it in the United game. I know it was terrible, like no, no, or whatever. But this is something that I mentioned in the semi-final podcast in the, leading up to the FA Cup semi-final against City. Yeah. And I mentioned the Liverpool front three, right? And how... They are the leaders in terms of the press. We saw that against United, right? So the shift in mentality in this team as well. We have got to give the manager credit for that, bro. We have to. We have to. I know you don't really, you're not, you're not sold by him, but give him credit where he's due for doing the things 
that previous managers have failed to do. 100%. I could not agree more. I actually think that front three is the best front three we've got now. I actually do. And I love Aubameyang. I really do. But I don't think he offers us what the other three are doing at the moment. I think Lacazette has proven that he's the, he's the centre forward. I think Saka on that right-hand side has balanced that lopsided team that we've had for so many months now. Saka on that right, I love. And Pepe is doing stuff on that left-hand side. You know, he's doing stuff. He's not as predictable as cutting in on his left foot from the right-hand side. I would play that front free. I don't think he will. I think he'll drop players because I think that's what he does. And he's proved that's what he does to me. I think Aubameyang will come back in against Aston Villa. But listen, we have to get the, give the guy credit for what has happened. Manny, we have seen the weak mentality players leave the club. Not all of them, but the majority of them are now gone. And what I want to say about this is something quite special because we are going to see now how strong our mentality has shifted. How much, sorry, our mentality has shifted. Because we're coming off the back of a really damning result that nobody was happy with. And we're going to see how they pick themselves up from this without Mesut Sikinozu. Sure. Mustafi Kalasanach exactly. all in the dressing room. Exactly. Exactly, Potts. Shifting the mentality, right? Taking the players who cost us so much, weak mentally, who didn't give a damn, getting them out the door. And that little nucleus of players, right? Thou shall not pass. Okay, boss, I'm going to press. It's interesting, isn't it? And this is why it was a 10 out of 10 window for me, right? Because logic doesn't come into this. Logic is too easy. You've got to dig a little bit deeper. You got rid of the players who weren't going to do what you wanted them to do, who didn't have the mentality, who didn't have the ability, who didn't have the balls. Get them out the door. See, it was a lot more than just getting pennies in the damn club. It was about changing the mental side of this team, bro. 10 out of 10. Go fuck yourself, Max. <laughs> Listen, well, man, man, said... He's been getting on my nerves. He's been getting on my nerves. What there. was he expecting? That's what it's 10 out of 10. He gave it a 7 out of 10 because he's only thinking about the financial side of things. Right? The, the, the financial side of things, yes, good. We should have gotten coin for them. Look at how much we spent for them. Look how much wages we had them on. No other club is this stupid. They are not this stupid. You have to dig a lot deeper. The style of play that we're playing right now, none of them would be would be able to play the style of play. They didn't have the balls for it. They didn't have the mentality for it. The players I, that we have now, some of them, some of them should be fucking out the door. But as a team, as a unit, as a unit, bruv, come, come back to me, man. May it's spot on. I don't know what Max was expecting. And if you're if you're saying I thought you meant with a six or seven hour ten window, he was expecting more incomings. But if he was expecting financial, um, you know, gain from some of these shit players, then sorry, man, but you're dreaming. There's no way anyone's going to pay you from a staffy Kalasanac or Urza when they're on that much a week. No way. No, no way. So I don't know what Max was expecting there. For me, you're talking about the shift in mentality. I'm seeing mental strength in players like you've just said who are novices. Saka, that kid has got so many, so much balls, man. He is so quality on the ball and off it. I love him off the field. I love his interviews. I like talking to, hearing what he's got to say. I like with Smith Rowe what I'm seeing and hearing. I think with Kieran Tierney, you've got somebody who you want to look up to there at only 23 years old, who's got all the mentality that's needed at this football club. And I think what you'll see now, and hopefully in the summer, is more and more of that coming into the club. And we'll get rid of the the, the kind of dead wood that's still there, because there is some, man. There is some. 
You know, you look at the David Luiz, you know, of David Luiz, Bellerin, Willian, Willian yeah. you know, those sort of players. They're still there, man, and they still need shifting. But the little clique between those three players in Kalasanach, Socrates, um, Ozil, obviously Mustafi, four players there, that's now gone out the dressing room. And wow. And I think El Nenny had put something on Twitter, which was interesting. Something about team spirit, that's all that matters, or something like that. And as much as I've not been a fan of him over the years, he is a squad player that's been useful for us when he has come on and kept it simple. And he had a couple of good games for us early on in the season. That mentality right there, if that is coming from him or a team or whatever he's, he's expressing, is what we need. We need them to be together now because we can go on a Europa League run because we went on an FA Cup run that I never thought we were going to be doing. So it's about togetherness now. It's about team spirit. And like I said to you, mate, coming into this Villa game, they're going to show us what how, how mentally strong they are because after a game like this, they should want to come straight back on that pitch and prove as to why they didn't deserve to lose the Wolves. And that's what I want to see. Well said, bro. Well said. And I'm not going to add any more to that because you're spot on. We are going to see what they have, you know, but it's just so interesting, you know, what is happening and what is developing at this football club at the minute. And I want to highlight that. I just need this club to stop shooting itself in the foot by signing dusty Chelsea rejects. This needs to stop. This needs to stop, right? Cedric, the signing of Cedric all of a sudden is starting to make sense. The signing of Pablo Mari makes sense. I don't know what the hell Afro Thunder in the number 12 is doing at this football club. We need to stop doing this. And if I see a David Luiz signing on for another year, I sw- we need to move on from this. We need to move on. I, I don't want to see that happen anymore. I don't. So, speaking about the Europa League, right? speaking about the Europa League, because I see that as our only way towards the Champions League. Same. Right? I, I forget the league. The league should be where we are, you know, expressing ourselves. But really, we should be focused on the Europa League. Now, how important is it for us to go all out in this? What's oh. more important? But actually, let me, let, me, let, me, let me flip that. What's more important? Top four or winning the Europa League? Because I have a little, I have a little something that we need to discuss about this one, bro. <laughs> Man, I do not under, understand the fans that do not want to win the Europa League overcoming top four. What have you got to show for it when you come fourth? What have you got to show for coming fourth? It's exactly the same as winning the Europa League, but you've got a trophy to show for it. So why would you not want to take the trophy? I would take, yeah, the Europa League win. And come in 12th. I don't give a damn where we come in the league as long as we win the Europa League. Because oh, yeah. what happens to you then? So, let me interrupt you a minute, bro. Oh, go ask, on, bro. Ask, ask, ask the scum fans, what would they want more? Top Thank four you. or winning the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup? What would mean more to them? A damn trophy. Something that they don't know what that looks like, right? That would mean more to them than top four because they're not going to win the Champions League. So I don't know where the mentality is coming from. Winning the Europa League, getting into the Champions League via the Europa League is much, it's much, it means much more, a whole lot more. Had we done it against Chelsea in Baku, would anyone be complaining about that? I don't know where that's come from, bro. You need to help me here. Uh, uh, listen, mate, what makes me laugh the most, the same people that are telling me top four is more important because it's better for our confidence are the same people laughing at Tottenham for not winning a trophy in whatever, how long it's been. 
So don't come at me and say that it's funny that Tottenham don't win trophies and then say, I'd rather come fourth than win one. That to me is mental, mental. And this is the Arsene Wenger delusion. This is the brainwashing of Wenger saying that top four is a trophy because it never has been. You never get a trophy for coming fourth. It's absolute madness that people still believe that this is a really good achievement coming fourth in the league. Roy Keane always makes me laugh. Roy Keane says, we're talking about getting in the top four, by the way, not winning trophies. God forbid winning trophies. We're just talking about trying to get into the top four. That was never an achievement back in his day. Coming fourth was a failure. For a club like the Arsenal and Manchester United, it was anyway. So why is it an absolutely amazing achievement to get top four than it is to win the European trophy, one that we have never won before? So what is it all yeah. about? Don't get well, it, man. Coming, well, coming second, right, you would think that there was a funeral at Highbury had become second. Yeah. My, my question is, where has this mentality come from? And why is it so widely accepted by some? I don't understand how top four means more than putting a trophy in the cabinet. I don't get that personally. I need to know where the pride is. I need to know what the mentality is. Did we leave that back at Highbury? Because if we're talking about the players and the team need to change their mentality, then we need to talk about the fans themselves changing them this stinking, rotten, disgusting mentality that top four is more important than winning the trophy. I don't understand that. Where did that come from? Where the fuck is your pride? But must have come from Arsene Wenger, bro, because he's the only one who ever used to talk about it. Must have come from Arsene Wenger. You know, Kai said in the chat, I would take finishing 15th for winning the Europa League. 100% I would. 100%. You win a trophy in Europe, yeah, something that everyone slates Arsenal for not doing, and you get the same result the following season that you would have for coming top four. So how someone can say that it's better to come fourth than not to win a trophy is beyond me. Now. I would say to you normally, right, I would take the FA Cup or the League Cup or whatever it be over top four. I understand why people want to get back into the Champions League, because for us to compete with the best, we have to be in the competition with the best. So understand why people want to have top four over an FA Cup or top four over a League Cup, or whatever. Now, I know you disagree and you just think, get me a trophy, 100%. But how people can sit there and say that the same competition that you get for exactly finishing top four, you would rather be fourth in the league than win the Europa League trophy. I can't make sense of that, bro. I cannot make sense of it. Because if that I is your mentality, either. if that is your mentality, don't start laughing at Tottenham when they don't win trophies in because you're basically saying that you want to finish fourth like them, like they have been. Oh, mm. Come on, man. What is going mm. on? Bro, I challenge anybody who's got that mentality to, to show themselves in the comments in the next five minutes. <laughs> I want somebody who believes that top four is better than Europa League to show themselves. I know you're out there. I know you're out there and I know you're watching. Please step forward. Don't be scared now. Don't be scared now because I don't understand that mentality at all. I don't. I always believe a trophy. Something to show for it. Hell, we did talk to finish our season six above yeah. us, you know, but we're the ones who are winning the trophy. So we're the ones who've had the better season technically. Course. They're going to be in the Europa League as well. But we've got something to show for being crap. Just just take that into consideration for a second. So, oh, this is so therapeutic. <laughs> this, was so, this was so good. I've, I've missed doing this stuff, bro. I don't have anything else to say. I don't. Is there anything else you want to bring up, bro? Is there anything else you want to bring up before we wrap up? 
because really we've uh, said what we needed to say. We've we've come on here. It's been therapeutic. It's been good therapy, man. It really has. It has been good therapy. Always is. The only thing I'll say is this, and it's just touching and finishing up on this. I understand, yeah, that you might go into the Champions League like Manchester United did and get dumped out of the group stages. I understand it. I do not want to be in the Champions League because we get money. That doesn't bother me. I want to be in the Champions League because we're competing and playing against some of the best teams in the world, which is where we should be as a club. Our history stands for it. Yeah. So those people that don't want to be in the Champions League or that want to be in the Champions League, sorry, for, for money to buy players. Let's remember that we have bought some of the worst players <laughs> in the last five years for being in the Champions League. Hopefully that regime is over. Hopefully we can move us forward with Arteta and Edu, who seem to have more of a plan in terms of recruitment. But we could be in a situation where we're going for the Europa League this season just because we have proven that we're a cup team. And whether you love or hate this manager, and trust me, I'm not fully convinced yet, he can get us up for big games because he's proven so in many games in the league and in the cup. So let's be positive and confident that the, although the league may be done, and there's some people that still think we get top four, by the way, forget it. Let's go all out for this Europa League, Manny, because let's try and end this on a positive. We are seeing some things that are, are exciting. We're looking at some players that have improved. We're looking at a style now, and let's try and get with these times because I've been pessimistic most of this season because of what I've seen on the pitch and because of what's happening in this world at the moment. But I believe we can finish this podcast on a high by saying that we have got a great chance of going all the way in the Europa League because we have got some players that can win us games and we're not conceding two or three goals a game anymore. So let's be positive, man. But thanks for this, bro. It's been great. Mm, I'm, I'm going to say a few. I'm going to say a few things, man. But <laughs> Ambo Gumbo, a pussy started. I haven't heard that <laughs> word in so long. I haven't heard that word in so long, bro. It feels like so I've true, though, secondary man. school. Jesus. <laughs> now, I'm going to say this, man. I'm going to say this because it's important. We've seen a shift, right? We've seen a shift in what the club is trying to do. They've taken, they've removed the bad eggs. Yep. The toxic, the poisonous, the click, the shit. No more back on top. Yeah? No more. No more. Better, better yeah? I want to see him tweet back on top when Schalke get relegated because of his calamity. Yeah? I want to see that. So we've seen the club have a plan. Remove the bad eggs at all costs. Take the hit financially because we were going to take the hit regardless. They would have mm -hmm. earned more sitting on the bench for the last six months. Right, so there's one shift in mentality. We shift, we've seen a shift in the playing style, we've seen a shift in the players' mentality to go out there, actually press, actually not want to concede goals, not want to be beaten. So, if we're seeing a shift in the club's transfer policy, the players' mentality, the playing style, then I need to see a shift in mentality in the fan base. I'm sick of seeing fans criticize others for having an opinion. I'm sick of seeing fans talk, sit there and talk about top four is more important. To me, that's stupid. To me, you have no pride in what Arsenal is all about. So if we're going to talk about this team needs to show more mental strength and this, that, and the first, and this fan base needs to show a whole lot more mentality. Shift that shit because it's, that's Tottenham's mentality. That's loser's mentality. So I'm going to leave it at that. <sighs> Death therapy. Well played, man. Death therapy. 
I've got nothing more to say. La likewise, man. We've covered a lot, man. We've covered a lot. We have. And as always, man, thank you for joining me on this one. But thank you for joining me on this little therapy session here. And I hope those who listen to it actually listen to it. Yeah. And not slate it like I know some of you are going to do. Actually sit down and listen to it because we talk sexy even though you won't, you don't want to admit it. Friday, Pots. Spot Friday preview. We're back. Preview in Aston Villa, man. We are, man. We're back on Friday on the same old Arsenal at 7 o'clock. It'll be myself and Manny, and we'll have an Aston Villa fan coming on as well, man. So make sure you join us for that one. It's going to be good. But this has been a pleasure, my friend. Absolute pleasure. Of course. Well, and join the bad boys, Gully, in the comments. Friday night preview as well. Oh, no, what's it called again? I forgot what it's a called. Friday night ass. Friday night ass. Friday ass. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Friday ass. That's terrible. That's terrible, man. That's terrible. Man. Like join, the boys, join the boys over on Facebook, man. Great content as always. Us bros OG. <sighs> We're out of here, man. It's been great. We'll catch you on the next one.